Cool. All right. Welcome back to Yin and Yang, the podcast. This is episode 68. It's going to be just Dan and I, and we are, you know, talk about uh, our lives, some big changes recently. Uh, I got married. So uh, yeah, this might be good to talk about, uh, you know, what that entails, you know, for myself. And then uh, I'd be curious to hear what Dan, your, your, your experience through that. And of course, um, some details we may change to prevent, to protect privacy, you know, for, for our significant others and for ourselves. So just be aware of that. Um, but I think the underlying truth, um, the principles will be, this will be the, the same. It will be the truth. Yeah. According to us. So. But uh, yeah, I got married a few months ago and I mean, prior to that, it wasn't like the huge change because it was just like filing papers, you know? Yeah. 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 So I was just filing, I just filed papers and uh, we were already living together. So uh, we just filed the papers. We didn't do the wedding late. The wedding will be later this year, but um, yeah, no major change. I think one thing was that we went to a, uh, a, a family member like one of my uh like a one of my old family members on my mom's side passed away like she was 90, oh. 95 yeah oh and uh okay. yeah 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 so we went there we went to taiwan together for that and uh that was i think that was a kind of a and she came uh at that at that point she we were already married so she came as my you know my wife right right and so I think that experience really brought us together. You know, that was like a, a good, I guess, um, it's like, okay. So the debut of the debut. <laughs> right. Of James, like, the married person with his married person. Other. <laughs> right. This is not, this ain't, this ain't no just girlfriend. Right. Yeah. This is, yeah. And it's like a family event. It's a somber event. Um, right. So, so uh, yeah. I mean, I'm well. Obviously, she, she's met your parents now, and you've met her her family. Yes. Uh, yeah. Has anything changed as far as like that dynamic between you and your parents? Uh, myself and my parents, or her and my parents. You and your parents, and then yourself, uh, her and your parents. Uh, I think once they knew that we were engaged, then they 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 knew that I wasn't this is, I'm not just messing around. This isn't like girlfriend number four, three, five, you know, like this is, this is just, this, I, once they found out I was engaged, then they're like, Oh, okay. It's about time. You know, I mean, I'm almost, you know, getting closer to 40. So um, they're like, okay. And so I think because of that, they are more, uh, um, they're more willing to support, support me. Like, financially you know because then they realize okay so this so he's getting married you know he's not just floating around and i also i have full-time job too so um so i think what happened was that once they found out that i was committed and engaged that that was more of when the shift was versus like from girlfriend to engagement versus right. from fiance to to marry but of course there are like some you know uh some subtle changes of like where 
you know, now just using the phrase wife versus fiance. And that yeah. kind of changes the the kind of the conversation a bit. It's more like, okay, because fiance, there's still like an possibility, like less so than girlfriend, but there's still possibility of breaking up, right? Yeah. But then wife is like, okay, we've made a commitment to each other. We're going to see if this is going to work out. And then you know, go from there. Yeah. 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 So, what about how are, how are you and her family? How's that dynamic? Is it pretty good? It's pretty good. Yeah. So for on that side, uh, I think, I think language, the language bear is a, a big issue, right? So right. Inter international marriages. So I'm still learning Japanese. I'm still trying to pick that up. But overall, I think uh, we get along pretty well. You know, uh, we, um, even as the boyfriend, it was like, there's still, I, I think as the boyfriend, there was more of a distance, like, oh, okay, this is like right. the first, you know, like, uh, uh, we haven't, you know, uh, so like she's bringing over a guy over and, but like the fact that I was coming over was kind of a big deal, you know? Mm -hmm. um and then uh after that yeah when the marriage after the marriage is like like you know omedoto gozaimasu like congratulations yes. yeah and uh and now it feels a little bit more like family like when i go visit them it's more like visiting family than visiting uh yeah because i've seen them more and i've also met her other her her sibling and then also like her niece so that has kind of made the dynamic feel like okay this is my second family now and my 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 other family my family okay. in japan that i can now that we're married the dynamic the dynamic has changed like okay these are people that i can if i really needed to i can rely on as well uh yeah if I need, yeah yeah and but, then, uh, I mean, yeah, go ahead. What about the dynamic between you and, and your significant other or your wife now? <laughs> Has that changed at all? Yeah. So I think going to the funeral made us closer. And also, uh, like, arguments and, like, kind of, like, compromises mm -hmm. are, they're made more with, like, a long-term view. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, I have a... So like I have a lot of hobbies, right? Martial yeah. arts, you know, guitar, uh, podcasting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I have a lot of hobbies, and and this sometimes would come in conflict with like our quality time, right? Right. Yeah. So then this this has been a, a discussion point for us, and so that meaning. Um, I realize like I cannot continually fill up my time with all my hobbies. I also have to cut out time, quality time for the misses, you know? Yeah. And I think with the marriage that has been like a priority, like like spending time for her has been more of a priority for me. Whereas in the past, it was all always about like, okay, I gotta, you know, you know, go get 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 money, work, gotta go, uh, I wanna get better at my Japanese or my Chinese, I wanna get better at martial arts uh all these things i would fill my time up with but then i wasn't leaving time for you know uh r and r right rest and relaxation yeah. and and also spending time with her and and you know just having you know 
dinner together and chatting. And so I think that transition has been super helpful for me, I guess. I yes. think uh, it's been good for me at figuring out my time management, what's important to me and what is it, what am I just really filling up my time to just keep busy? You know, sometimes I feel like maybe I'm keeping busy for the sake of like, uh, maybe right. not wanting to face, I don't know, face myself or, or be alone or like being not busy. Right. Yeah. The fact that like, um, I know, I think some people have a fear of being not busy of feeling unproductive. And uh, I think I have that where I always feel like I, she calls me like a, like a, like that, you know, like I got, I like, I, I got to keep moving like a fish, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I understand, I, I see like, I see the good and bad of that. I think I just need a mod, I need moderation. I mean, for you, for yourself, like was, cause I know you're big on like, you know, your, your Kung Fu, right. So was that, um, and then I, I know that your significant other also has her, uh, her projects and stuff. Like how has that kind of, how has that conversation been like mitigating, like, okay, where so you have your busy life i have my busy life we have our, your hobbies i have my hobbies where can we meet in the middle and find quality time like how is that conversation for you i don't know if we had a conversation um well we've had conversations once we had kids right that changes the dynamic completely but when we first got married i still surfed two times a week i still oh, yeah surfing hmm. yeah I, I still did all that i did cut out gaming though uh, i don't game as much you know, I don't play video games, whether it's like on a Nintendo Switch or on the computer. I don't do that anymore. Um, I, I should, and it's only recently, once the kids got older, that I started playing mobile games. But <laughs> okay. My surfing has come down from like two times a week to one time a week, and uh, it, it's a compromise between my uh, surfing and then now I'm teaching my kids kung fu. So uh, I'm going two days a week, two mornings a week, weekend. I will teach my kids one morning this morning on Saturday mornings with their yeah. friends. And then Sunday morning is like devoted to my surfing. And after surfing, I, I have to do the rest of the stuff where right? I have to go take my mom shopping. I have to go mm. do uh, all the other chores at home, uh, whether it's laundry yeah. or what have you. So that's how it's broken up. And then my, my wife, she, she has a lot of projects, but for her, she's um, fortunate enough to have a job that is also her hobby, right? So she's okay. pursuing the arts and it's part of her job and, and she's required to to go and see plays and things like that. So Right, right. But that's also a hobby of hers to go evaluate other performances, other ways, other shows that have, um, how other shows have been directed and what she would have done different, things like that. Mm -hmm. But that's also her hobby. But she also has, I mean, she her other hobbies are like, uh, a pandemic thing was where she got in lots of indoor plants we have tons of indoor plants <laughs> so that's her other thing and hopefully uh it, they don't die when she leaves <laughs> but <laughs> so because because she travels a lot for her work right so yeah uh, yeah she just yeah. got back um extent from an extended stay directing a show and she yeah. just got back but then she's leaving tomorrow morning uh for another week and she'll be back next week ah okay yeah. And I guess that's something you have to work out with her as like uh, time of kids or who's taking care of the kids and stuff. Or is that 
you have a system already, I guess. Yeah. Uh, pretty much a system. I mean, if she has to go on these work trips, then um, we already hired someone to drop off the kids. I can't. The only thing I can't do is drop off the kids in the morning. It's it's tough because I work East Coast hours and their drop off uh. is right in the middle of the workday. So what happens is we hired an actor to drop off the kids and then okay. my workday ends when their school ends. So I can yeah. you know, gather my stuff. And every now and then I might have a meeting that's late and it, it would require asking a favor from a friend to pick them up and then I'll go pick them up in their, ho- their house. Yeah. The system is already in place, right? The, the okay. routine is already in place. My mom helps with cooking, making yeah. lunch and cooking dinner. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, I used to worry about that when my mom wasn't living with us. Yeah. And then uh, thinking about what I'm going to make for the kids that's nutritious and delicious that they will eat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that but part of the brain has been offloaded to your, your mom, like your yeah, mom. That, yeah, okay. and now my mom, she was like, I stress out every week to figure out what I'm going to cook for, <laughs> for the week. And then we go to the Japanese supermarket that's like an hour or 30 minutes away. Yeah. And then she insists on going there because it has the most variety. It's the largest Japanese supermarket in, in L.A., Oh, so we cool, go cool. there for the meat and the vegetables and all this other stuff that she wants to buy. Is it Mitsuya or? Uh, it's Marukai. Kind of like Marukai. Marukai. Okay, okay. Well, it's actually owned by Don, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. I have a Don Quixote near me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Don, I, they call it Donkey. Donkey. Yeah. yeah Donkey. Don Quixote. Yeah. And I I didn't. Well, there are a couple of things about Don Quixote I didn't know. One, I didn't know it was named after Don Quixote because the way they say <laughs> it, you know, Donkey, right? I thought it was donkey. What what is donkey? I thought it was donkey too. Yeah. Yeah, what's hote? But it, Marukai used I don't know if they got bought out or what have you, but now they're uh, rebranded themselves as Tokyo Central. So there's Tokyo Central. it's called Tokyo Central, but you can still look at Marukai and everyone will know where you're going. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then uh, if you go inside, they have a lot of um housewares that you would find at Don Quixote and they have the penguins in Don Quixote. Yes, the penguin, yeah, with that yeah. the cap and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 So they have all that. So I do that every every Sunday. It's like a known thing. And then if my wife is home, then the kids stay home. But if my oh. wife is not home, then they're coming with us to go shopping, which is the most boring thing for them. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I don't blame them. I mean, it's, it's, grocery shopping is not exciting. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing is like um, figuring out taste. So living with the wife and cooking for each other. Um, Sometimes because I, I, I usually get home before her um, yeah. and then I, I'll, I'll cook dinner and then sometimes she'll cook a bento for me for lunch. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, whole Japanese wife's thing. I was I was like, and uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is a thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then sometimes yeah, we'll switch off with the dinner. Uh, but yeah, figure so. <laughs> I, I realized that this is might be a, a, a cultural thing, but or like a yeah, American taste buds or are I I think we're used to more heavy flavors, more oily, more salty, more sweet. Um the, I, I think don't that's know. a she, Chinese thing. <laughs> maybe that might be, yeah. So she like so I'll cook uh no, she like I have my pasta, I've been, you know, cooking that for years. I have a you know pasta recipe i do and she likes it but she's like oh yeah this is your flavor this is like the and then when she cooks me like her pasta version or it's like lighter it's like less salty um 
And I'm like, oh, and, and I'll be the guy like adding like salt. <laughs> and I'll be adding some salt. She's like, what? Is that? It's not good. She's like, no, it's good. It's just you know, just some some more. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna raise my you know blood pressure a little bit more. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I've it's- noticed that and just kind of negotiating that. So I think now I have, I kind of have a good gauge of what flavors and you know what she likes and and i try not to do so heavy it's probably healthier that way too yeah yeah Yeah, i'm sure it's healthier but uh well my mom i mean she grew up in japan she grew up in japan she lived in japan for so long but her her flavor palette is actually a lot heavier than a typical japanese person i think it's as a person to person so i mean she cooked for her her husband who was okay with all the foods that she made Mm. so i'm wondering you know, I have to tell her to, to tone it back. Oh, really? I to, yeah, I have to tell her to cut it back. But I remember living with this Chinese family when I first graduated from undergrad. As a family yeah. friend, because I moved out to Bay They're from uh, Hangzhou, Hangzhou, outside of um, Shanghai. They had to cut their salt and saltiness for me. And when I ate their food, it is super heavy on the flavors, like super heavy. And they told uh, me to cut it in half for me. And I was like, oh my God, what what sort of like <laughs> cooking do they do that's so salty that right. they have to cut it in half and it's still salty for me? I was like, wow. So Hangzhou. Okay, okay. Hangzhou. Hangzhou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like um province to province or person to person. Who knows? Right. I do think, yeah, Chinese flavors or and pretty pretty heavy i would say yeah um uh, but i mean like, Jap- yeah yeah japanese people have that too like certain things right like umeboshi is really sour and you uh the sour plum thing yeah umeboshi. yeah 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 it's really sour like i even thinking about it, my my mouth starts watering because it's so tart it's <laughs> not my thing but i remember eating it but japanese people love it that thing is tart as tart can be and you now just that eat i think it about it, yeah maybe it's not heavy flavor maybe is not like a, a american thing or a chinese thing or Japanese. it's like each each country has their own heavy dishes right yeah like um i do notice the ramen broth here some rum it's like it it's there's so much variety in ramen i guess that's the main thing when you come to japan you realize oh ramen is not just one flavor there's so yeah. many different yeah. flavors yeah so i there's like um the older generation guys like those guys with like um I visited this one guy. He had like a shop in like a like next to a farming field, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and and he's like, and he had his old ramen uh, wheel cart. He just boarded it up and made it like a with a put a roof on top, so it's like a little shop. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I found it on Google Maps. I'm like, okay, wait, is this the, this looks like a residential house? And he's like, oh no, no, here, come in, you know. Like that. So I ate there. So he he's been making ramen for like you know sixty years or something. But his ramen wasn't like heavy. It was kind of light. Yeah. And I think it might change because he, he he tastes the soup before he makes yeah. it. And and um and I ha- we went to another ramen spot. It's like a small hole in the wall on the second floor. And he's also an older. I don't know if this is a trend, but he's also an older Japanese guy. And the the flavor was kind of light too. But mm-hmm. then when I go to like those maybe um those shops where like you know either it's a it's a franchise or it's uh 
it's catered to like younger, like to, to bigger crowds, bigger crowds, yeah. maybe near like the stations and stuff like that. Some of that ramen's kind of heavy. Oh yeah. I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that when you're visiting here, but like, um, of course there's like show the show ramen, which is like the soy sauce and the shio ramen, which is the salt ramen. Um, and I had shio with the one, one of the, uh, I, I think shio is a little bit on lighter side uh, mm -hmm. for me. It tastes like, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I really, I, I was just thinking about that. Like some, yeah. So ramen ranges, as far as heavy to light, there's a huge range already there in that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just so amazing to think about the different ramens um, that are available in Japan that are no longer available here. Oh, um, mm. you know, shoyu is known to be a, a Tokyo thing. And shio mm. is supposed to be like Kansai. And then miso is supposed to be the northerners. And tonkotsu oh. is a far south. You know, ah, tonkotsu. ramen is like from Kagoshima or, or wherever, from Kyushu area. Kyushu, but yeah. Because um, they have like um, pork farms or whatever whatever it is. But in LA now, it's almost all tonkotsu. And, mm. it, and it's no longer special. I remember going to Japan and thinking, oh, tonkotsu is the greatest thing ever. And yeah. then now everywhere has tonkotsu and it's no longer shio and shoyu it's like a few places that still serve that uh, the other variations but tonkotsu has basically taken over and i think a lot of americans probably now associate ramen with tonkotsu only that's that's interesting because that's what i when i first came to japan i was like why doesn't it taste like the ramen i had in america you know yeah i was like oh because it's there's miso there's uh, shio there's shoyu you know like, yeah yeah and then if you go to Hokkaido, they have butter, you know, in their ramen. Yeah, and corn, should, yeah. Yeah, you can get that in, in Tokyo. I remember getting it in the 90s. It was like an option. You can get a butter and, and corn. I was like, what? And then the locals <laughs> were like, hey, yeah, you can get you can get that. And I was like, oh, cool. Right. And I tried it, and I was like, oh, it's not bad. I just added right. yeah. Yeah, a different flavor profile. Right, right, right. Because it's like in Kyoto, Tokyo, like major cities, they usually have like a ramen, like um, – Sometimes they'll have they have these places which are like there's like I think in Kyoto it's called like ramen square or ramen hall and they'll have ramen from all around Japan in one area you know I, I think they have that in Tokyo too like uh, ramen from all around the Japan area so, yeah oh and, that's uh, the Tokyo uh, ramen museum you have to like pay, oh. a pay a fare to go in and then they have like stalls all around it's like a gigantic food court I've never been but they also had a curry museum back in the day. And they had curry on restaurants from all around Japan. And you can get like, it, it was so much food. Even if you get half the portion, you could probably maybe like sample two stalls and then that's it. Mm. There's no way. The only thing, the only advantage is that you don't have to travel around Japan to sample it. You, know, you can go one day and then come back and go back and whatever. Mm. Yeah. So that's one good thing about yeah Japan is like the ramen is amazing. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. like I think the worst ramen I had in Japan was probably at one of the hotels. Yeah, you know how hotels are basically a shopping mall, and it was on the fifth or sixth floor, and it just like looked very sterile, and it just wasn't good. You know, just yeah, can't help it. Yeah, yeah, but the smell so, is different. You can smell it as soon as like the bowl comes out. The smell already is like way different from anything in in America. Mm. Oh, one thing. I mean, I had it in America first, but like took him in, like the dipping skim in, yeah, skim in, yeah, took him in, like, uh, yeah. I, I, that's become like a go to for me now. Like, if they have it, I, I'll try that. You know, like ramen's that's usually, good. 
That's yeah. saltier, right? <laughs> saltier and like, um, but it's just something the action of dipping it and then slurping the noodles is just like it's su such a good like feel like it tastes yeah it tastes great too. So that's yeah, thing. well, it, it I mean they have it here obviously. It's uh, some places will have it. Even Daikokia started ser serving skimmin. But, is that Japan Town or Saltel or both? Oh, that, I think uh, Daikokia, Low Tokyo. Oh, has one. Ah, the one where they always usually have a line and don't lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, like, uh, I found with skimmin is that the the broth comes out hot and it's like you know thicker or whatever. But as you like add the you know dip and stuff, the yeah. the noodles are kind of um lukewarm, and yeah. so it lowers the temperature of the broth. And right. then by the time we're done, I was like, oh man, it's kind of it's kind of cold cold and not as, as like delicious uh, as you want it to be right so there's some places like uh you can get a refill hot noodles you can get hot mm. noodles and then you okay. can get refilled like you can get another i forget what the term is Taidama. But, Taidama. yeah 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 you get a, the refilled noodles but you have to like make sure that you let them know in advance so they have it ready um, to go you're ready to go yeah yeah but, um yeah the, the most popular place in LA, uh, Tsuchida, they won awards or whatever. And yeah, and that's where I first had it in in America. Yeah, in LA. Yeah, they they will actually add something to your broth at the end. You know, you add oh. lime halfway through to change the flavor of the soup, mm. and then you, they add another broth or something like that, and it will change it so you can drink it, so it's no longer thick, but the flavor changes <laughs> with it too. That's good. Uh, yeah, I want to get some. Yeah, to give me maybe later. But yeah, so that that's been good. Um, so uh, cooking at home has been interesting because uh, so we're figuring out like our tastes and and our and you know, portions. preferences portions. <laughs> yeah, I usually eat the most. So like we we have it so that I pay a higher percentage for the groceries than she yeah. does. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yeah yeah so, um, um, and that makes sense. And I uh so that and then we yeah the thing about like certain things like groceries so we'll have like um we'll have like a dedicated like ic card for groceries and stuff and yeah. which we both put in money into and use that to scan and stuff so yeah. that that's been like um so stuff like that like how navigating uh another person's life with my own life versus like because i've been single for so long I mentioned in previous podcasts, like I, I even went to therapy about that, about like yeah. how to transition from being like the single bachelor to, um, to the, uh, the married man. I mean, I still, I still have those things where it's like, oh, I see a hot chick. I'm like, okay, can't look too long, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like maybe two seconds and then stop, or or like I, you know, and and but I realize now that it's similar to like you know meditation. It's like they're kind of like uh these uh like yeah it's it's totally fine to see a, to recognize a thought or to recognize a hot woman or hot per, uh, you know yeah, uh, attractive, attractive person. person but then um yeah you just let it go you just observe it you know you just observe yeah. the thought you observe, you observe it and, and you know it doesn't let you don't have to be like dragged along like by the train of thought you know yeah i think so the that, biggest that, change yeah. the biggest yeah. change is with money right because before you can go, oh, you know what? I want to go buy some Air Jordans. And you don't think about it and just go buy Air Jordans. There might be like oh, yeah, 80 yeah. or $200. But now that you're married, you're like, oh, 
I think we should talk about these purchases, right? That, <laughs> that reach a certain threshold. And then they they might be extraneous. Do I really need another Lakers hat? No. Do I want one? Sure. But mm-hmm. am I going to go buy it? Probably not. Especially once you have kids, then it's like, oh, I cannot, sorry, I cannot just go and spend and buy things. You know, I can't buy toys, if yeah. you will, because then it becomes a thing, right? You, you, you're taking something away from the kids, but it'll shift to where you buy things for the kids that you like. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so you buy things and then in a way that you, you can also appreciate it as well because it's for your kid. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. Lego sets, right? Like I, I used to love buying Lego sets and then I, I'm not building them anymore. Right. Yeah. And then I realized that after I build it, it's no longer fun. You know, I'm not sitting there making stories with like the the X-Wing fighter or whatever and and chasing a TIE fighter. But my son will still do that. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. He will actually play with the toys after, whereas I would build it and just have, you know, sitting there and looking at it. Right. So those are the things that are that change. As soon as you first you have a kid or first you get married, then you have kids and then things like the the thought process changes, right? What you can and cannot do with your money, even though you might make it or whatever, but you're not going to like um, just act on it, on an impulse. You on have to impulse, think yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point. That that reminds me just recently, like I'm actually calling from my new Mac. I'm, I got the new MacBook Pro. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, M2? the 14-inch. M2, M2, yeah. M2, M2 Pro. <laughs> I, 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 I went for the Max. Oh, I, it's mm. probably it's probably like overload, but like I'm trying to like future proof. Like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. use. I I used my last Mac for like my last Mac was 2015, right? And then and then and then like the the hard drive died and and I was like and my friend gave me this other MacBook that's like 2017 uh, that he yeah. got from like a a company that was just like you know um they were just like uh, selling or or recycling their old macbooks but then there were some issues with that as well the battery was gone so i was just like okay i'm gonna i'm going to i'm just gonna invest in myself you know but yeah. i talked with the wife first <laughs> yeah it's I a, a with the significant purchase it's a huge pur- it's the most ex- probably you know aside from a car right like it's yeah. probably like um and, and it goes it's, house it's like, car computer <laughs> computer <laughs> So I, ta- I, let the, I let, right, and I'm an educator, right? I teach English yeah. in Japan, so I can get the the educator discount, and, right? And also, since I'm paying in yen, it's slightly cheaper than if I was in the U.S. buying, right? Uh, slightly cheaper, yeah, yeah. And so, okay, and I let her know, hey, I'm gonna get this MacBook, um, uh, and like, there's a cheaper version, but I want to go for the, like the higher version because maybe I'll edit stuff in the future, more stuff in the future. She's like, ah, okay. Do you really need the higher version? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was and it I'm the, like, yeah, at yeah, least you sorry, didn't get the ultra, right? <laughs> you didn't get the. Ultra I did. I didn't. Okay, I didn't do the max specs. I got like, so here's the base level spec, like the nicer spec, super nice, and then you know, like, yeah, the crazy the ultra. Spec. Yeah, yeah. But I got 14 inch, so I, I got I um, uh, I got second to highest, but but only like one terabyte um hard drive. Um, well, that's more than but, enough. It's more than enough, yeah, yeah. I didn't max out the specs because that's just overkill. But I got like, yeah, the M2 Max specs. 
but 14 inches like standard i mean the the next size up is 16 and then the one down is 13 and you don't get the m2 pro right or no the, yeah yeah m2 is either the 14 inch like i was just watching a bunch of youtube videos and it's interesting like each person has their own preference like one guy's like oh 16 inch you gotta get the 16 inch because it's like you know some thermal stuff is better and like yeah, yeah and, and 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 you know big screen but then i listened to some other guys on youtube and it's like you know it's just so much better with um travel and i travel yeah. you know i move around yeah. and i think for me after hearing you know seeing some of those opinions like yeah 14 inch definitely is has been great i think the um, 14 inches is the right right size it's the right it's just the yeah. right size and then the yeah. power like i haven't really i haven't even pushed it yet but it's pretty amazing just with the basic usage um right but anyways i talked with the wife about it and yeah the conversation and, and this is what i like you know um this is what we both agreed on is that yeah it's an investment in myself it's something i use for work it's something i use for also like potentially future work and yeah yeah now if it was like just a pair of you know you know sh like expensive shoes even though i don't really collect shoes or anything then maybe it's like uh, i mean i'm not a basketball player right so like, yeah 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 so maybe there's that and also it's it's it is my own money uh but at the same time now i i recognize that part of my brain like okay this could be this money could be used for you know we're gonna move soon right we gotta yeah. we gotta get buy new furniture we gotta um maybe think about you know saving for a house eventually and then maybe saving for kids eventually right so yes no that's that's a that's an interesting part of the brain that's been acting like now it's not just about me um it's so interesting like just it's interesting like how life changes where i went from i went from a place of like i had like seven thousand ten thousand dollars worth of debt on credit cards and now I'm finally in a place where like I can actually put that same amount into like, you know, or, 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 you know, I can save that amount. You know, I have a, the ability to save um, money. Right. Versus, yeah. So I went from a place of like huge credit card debt to now. And then also uh, as my parents and family members are getting older and now that they realize I'm married, they're more willing to like give me money towards like a house or something like that. But I was like, but then it's interesting because now I'm in a place where I don't necessarily need their help because I'm working like this job and then and then and, and I'm working something on the side. So it's like um uh it's really interesting because as I get older, uh the switch from like there was a time where like money was such a huge it's still like a big deal for me, right? Yeah, but where money where I was just like just terrible with money <laughs> and then the time when the time when i finally like i think i have it I, i'm better with it is then then there's then like family are like oh hey you want some more money i'm like actually you know i could have used that you know 10 years ago but <laughs> yeah yeah but i get i get it because it's like they see that i'm more responsible now they're not yeah. like um so when the time when i wasn't that responsible with money it's probably better that they didn't you know they didn't bail me out i guess is right. what i'm trying to say yeah right right yeah, yeah i had to go through that poor experience of like soup all that credit card debt to realize the importance of money and then now i'm in a place i'm glad that i learned those lessons because now i have i can apply those lessons with my significant other i guess is right is, is, is what i'm trying to say yeah. yeah yeah so how's your martial arts coming along 
martial arts wise uh i'm just so i i pared it down so i used to go three times a week for jujitsu and yeah now with the wife i I go two times a week yeah and then um i and then i do weight train i used to do weight training two times a week but now i just do that once a week so so my hobbies i've I've kind of pared it down so i have more time for cooking spend time with her and then yeah but my martial arts uh it's been ah yeah it's been okay Sometimes I'll go in and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm 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 the best, you know, like no one's hitting me. And then <laughs> and then and then some days like I'll just like I'll get subbed and so but the thing I think is as with any um habit or skill, just keep going. And and then there's like it's like a you know, like a chart like this going up and down, but slightly going up. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How how's your martial arts coming along? Yeah. That's okay. I I'm I found someone who will teach me like a, a different spear set. It's all still Chole foot, but from like a different way different lineage. It looks way different than anything that I do. Yeah. And he's like even teaching me a handset. And I was like, oh, I know that handset. But when he started doing it, I was like, no, I don't know that handset. It's like a different variation. So I'm learning that before he moves to Chicago. That's that part is fun. And then yeah. one of my old um kung fu students. Um, he sent me a bunch of videotapes and I had them digitized. And <laughs> yeah, some of them, like there are two videos of me doing it when I was in my 21 or whatever. And both wow. yeah, I did a handset and then I was like, I bobbled at the very, very end. And I remember why it, um, it's because I hyperextend my knee like the week before. So oh. I wasn't like a hundred percent. And then I did the three sectional staff and I had forgotten that like, I, I screwed up the beginning and the end, like, you know, catching it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's because I was in the Bay Area and I had like two hours of sleep and I drove all the way down from the Bay Area just to go to Oceanside, just to do that one set. And <laughs> I was like so tired, but I drove like eight hours, you know, two hours of sleep and then just to get there on time to go do that. And I was like tired. <laughs> That's dangerous. Yeah, you can't do that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I can't do that now. I'm like way too old for that kind of crap. But when yeah, you're young, yeah. you don't care. You're just like, right. oh, yeah, no problem. But I, I will say after looking at my handset that I did, it's very sterile. It's like technically correct everywhere, but it doesn't, there's like something missing that I, I can recognize now as I'm older, but I don't oh, have interesting. The, yeah, the, the energy of youth to like do the set. Like, uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I can still do it. I still do it. I still practice it, but I do it differently now and I see it. I go, Oh yeah, that's way different than what I would tell. Even if I, if I were my student now, I was like, that looks technically correct, but there's something missing. (laughs) Is it, if you had to articulate that missing, like what would that be? I guess, what would the, how would you articulate what's missing? Cause I think I understand what you're, you're saying. Cause I've seen that in myself too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, my my Sifu once told me that when I was in San Francisco learning from him, he was like, oh, you know, you do everything correct, but it's it's just there's lacking a little bit of flavor. And if I were to articulate it, it's a little nuance that he prov- provided to me is that I don't look like I might have the aggression, but I don't look like I have the intent. It's just a, a small little change here and there. It's about posture. And, you know, I do something with like the tire claw and you're like straight up and down on one leg but you should actually arch in like you're actually going to attack something. 
Mm. And just that little bit will change the whole look of it. And then even mm. when you punch, you know, you, you stand straight up. And then in a good horse stance, everything hip tucked in, but knees butt out, and everything's technically correct. But you have to arch just a little bit, like you're actually going to go into something. Mm. Not a lot, but just a little bit will make a whole world of difference. That's interesting because I think that's connected to intent, right? Like to thought. Yeah. Or like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. what's yeah. I, I feel that now with um I practice you know I'm doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, where um, I realized uh, that uh, with Jiu Jitsu you have a little bit of more space with like inspiring there's there's space too like uh, you know when you're feeling each other out yeah uh, Jiu Jitsu you even have a little bit more space because then like you can certain positions you can stall and give yourself a moment to breathe and think about what you want to do next so um I, re- I i realized now before i was just trying to survive just scramble you know and uh but now i i'm in a position where like okay he i know he's trying to do something like this he's trying to get me in like a triangle or something right but what what's what's my move going to be and sometimes i don't know the answer i just have to go with feeling but uh i realize like now i can catch myself in each uh be present and realize okay what do i want to do and then it's not about winning like when we're sparring or rolling it's not about yeah. i realized before it was usually about winning like okay this by winning i realize i used to think by winning that shows how much you know I, i'm getting better but that's not true because then it, it's it's basically it, i'm just choosing the shortest path to like get to victory versus working on okay maybe i should pa- learn how to pass guard better so working on a certain skill set so in one thing i'm doing now is i'm trying to work from bottom so in, in jiu-jitsu there's the top and the bottom right yeah and uh i'm trying to work uh because I, I was listening to like john danaher he's he's a, a bjj teacher and um, and he was mentioning how, like, if you are able to survive on the bottom and like attack from the bottom, that will give you, and that will give you more confidence to be like, okay, you're put in a more disadvantage is disadvantageous position and can survive. That'll give me the confidence to like attack from top or from any position. So that's something I'm trying to be more intentional about. I guess, yeah. Yeah. right well i mean that's the whole point of, of rolling right you want to work yeah. at certain techniques not so much yeah. winning um winning will come it's it's about the process right right it's kobe Bryant talks about it he's like it's all about the process you want to like work on your craft making be- things better and then the winning will come later right right if you can get if you can perfect certain aspects certain techniques everything will come naturally but if you're like mm. always striving, pushing, you know, I just want to win, you might yeah. like be so short-sighted and just like use the easiest thing possible to make to make that happen. Exactly. But, yeah. And then you kind of stunt the growth for like the winning of other things. Or right. learning of other things. And then yeah, it's just there's a book. Did you ever read this book called The Inner Game of Tennis? No, I've heard of it though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The inner game of tennis is basically you do all your work during practice. And so huh. when it comes to on game time you just got to relax and trust that your work ethic and the work that you put in you know off the court or off the mat will actually work whatever when you actually need it it will come out yeah 
You just have mm-hmm. to, you can't be like so, so tight about it. Like I got to do this and that. You just have to trust that you do put in all the work and then your body will know. Right. Right. And I think getting tapped or getting submitted, uh, you know, was a big ego blow before, but now I realize like, Oh, it's okay. I, there's something I need to work on, you know, there's something yeah. or like when I, whenever I used to spar getting tapped, like, oh, okay, I need to work on something. I need to work on my defense, you know, like, right. um, but yeah, another thing with getting older is, and then it's like, yeah, uh, I'm not doing, I don't, yeah, I don't think I can do stand up sparring anymore. <laughs> not like it, it, unless, uh, like, unless it's like super controlled with like, or like no, no major hits to the head. But, uh, I think for now I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm, you I don't, can, I'm more... you can, but the thing is like, uh, I was talking to this guy who's teaching me the set and he brought up a great point. You're learning at a certain point of time in a Sifu's career, right? When he's younger, he's going to teach you an ag- more aggressive style of, of fighting because that's how he is. Speed, power, all this stuff, more aggressive. But as he gets older, he's not going to fight that way either, right? He's not going to mm. be, he's not going to rely on speed and athleticism to get what he wants. He's going to be a little bit more crafty and that's what he's going to teach you. Mm. So as you get older and as I get older, I'm not going to be at the fastest guy on the, on the sparring mat right i have to like rely on being a little smarter on how to get to where i want to get to get you know control the opponent Mm. like head movement uh, like being more evasive versus being like head on yeah yeah and not panic too much right yeah you can actually learn and, and use your your all the skills that you're supposed to be using and not rely on speed and strength to like overcome things so if someone comes directly you you have to learn how to redirect and parry move your feet go to the side it doesn't have to be you know a linear thing go straight back and forth it can just be you know i'm gonna sidestep or i can just Mm. even like a small little movement will change things so as you can see you know the shift in the person moving if you move in just a little bit it changes how they have to kick you Mm. right because the range is different that's i think that's pretty amazing how like as yeah as you get better at martial arts you get better at reading intention yeah like the fact that you're able to see in your younger self like ah something's missing that's that's a sign of maturity i think right um i had like there's there's some tai chi teachers they're like "Ah, james something's a little off and i was like what the hell like every, everything's in the right place i have yeah. you know I'm, I'm doing the single whip everything's there and there's like no it's, you know there's just and and yeah I think, I think like to be able to see that and to be able to gauge that as you get older that's pretty amazing i think i'm getting a little bit better at that but I'm, i still have more work to do obviously yeah <laughs> have you thought about looking for a a baji teacher there's a supposed to be a really good baji teacher in China, in japan there's not uh, even be a tongbei teacher out there too uh i have it because of yeah the, the talk we had about like hobbies and stuff like yeah. <laughs> like i'm already like pared down my my jiu-jitsu um but i do think eventually when i when i do make the move closer to tokyo um that's something i'll look into i think there's more stuff out there too um yeah yeah but there uh Oh, this is good. Yeah, there's another thing is like, um, but yeah, there's there's some, like the fact that I was able to find a good school here too. I don't know if there's any Chinese martial arts around where I'm at. There might be. 
I looked around a bit, um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll probably look into it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's another thing I, I've been practicing too. Is um, oh, packaging or package arrive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's blurred. They can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> Does she understand Complicado. English? Simple, simple English. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But um, yogata. But yeah, um, I guess the other thing is a one thing I've been talking about. I, I sometimes I go to therapy about once a month, like through this online therapy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, is is about being, uh, uh, I guess, present, right, and mindful, and also being. Um, and something I also been working on is uh, being uh, grateful for what's what what I what I have going for myself now. I think recently with like the funeral uh, of my great aunt, I, I it's helped me put into perspective about um, a lot of things I have a lot of regret about, right? Or mm -hmm. a lot of things that I have uh, I'm not too like for for example. Okay, so I live in you know Kansai area, like kind of rural area. But like, oh, if I was in closer to a bigger city, like Tokyo or something, I'd have more opportunities. I could find more Chinese martial arts, some, some, whatever. But one thing I realized, like, well, actually living in, living here is a unique experience in itself. Like, yeah, I get to experience what it lives like to live in a, I, I forget what tier number it is, but like in, uh, in a city where it's not like hella people, it's not like super small, but it's like, it's not super Inaka, super countryside. And that's that's a that's a valuable experience in itself, right? Yeah. And uh, and the fact that I was able to find you know a really good uh, jujitsu school nearby too is, is pretty amazing. So I think I, I'm learning as I get older and as being in a relationship, um, being grateful for what's working and and whatever I have in front of me, you know. And because uh, sometimes I think I'm a little bit too hard on myself. Uh, uh, and, or I'm maybe a little bit ungrateful for what I already have. But I, I think with the marriage, I realized, okay, uh, what, like even my, my wife will call me on it. Like I have a, I have a regret stiffness. Like I, I'm, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I, 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 uh, it could be, you know, like, I don't, I shouldn't have, you know, um, you know, whatever it is, I, I think I, I, I put, uh, I re overreact to certain things, right? Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but, um, uh, but that's, it's been helpful for me to be in a relationship and being uh, open to like, oh, it's okay to feel regret and it's okay, but you know what's i think by just being mindful and by being present you don't have to force the positive if it sucks it sucks right yeah. but it, by recognizing whatever sucks well, then then you recognize oh what needs to change right so for example i guess uh you know when i went to the funeral recently i had to do some work still um and uh, on my laptop and uh, i try to do it so that it was in the morning and that night 
And then so during the day, I could be present for like the funeral uh, proceedings. Uh, it was a, it's like a traditional Taiwanese Chinese funeral yeah. um, for my great aunt, uh, where it was like the first day was uh, like we had to do like three hours of like reading from a yeah. sutra book, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the second day, the second day was with the cremation day, right? And uh, I, I had I had this a task for work that I had I didn't finish yet. I was like, oh, damn, I didn't finish it before Taiwan, so I tried to finish it while I was in Taiwan, and I had so much regret about feeling like not being present enough, or not being, um, or like not able to manage my time better. But uh, what I did practice while I was there was like, okay, funeral, I'm at the funeral, right? I'm at back at the hotel. Okay, I'm gonna work at the work thing, whatever that is, and. But I did talk to my therapist about this and, and he just, he made a good point and said, throughout the day, just try breathing. <laughs> yeah. Try breathing, exhaling and try to be mindful of what's going on and what's, and what's happening. And that in itself is a positive. Okay, that's a win already. And then yeah. recognize, okay, what's, what's going on here? What, what body sensations am I feeling? Uh, because all that stuff that I just said, uh, for me, is, is it's just thought. It's my 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 brain trying to find the worst in the situation, trying to pick at myself. Um, so that's something I've been working on. I don't I don't know if you have any similar experiences of like over like feelings of regret or like not being good enough, but that's something I I've had recently anyways i don't know why i went to that tangent but yeah (laughs) it's not a recent thing i've always like in the moment i go oh uh, that's good enough but when i look back on it i was like oh damn it why didn't i just like put a little bit more effort into whatever the thing was so i I have those moments too and even conversations and presentations and work and whatever i was like oh i could have done this xyz better but it's just like a learning thing for the next time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. And also, it's like going back to it. Whatever, is, whatever happens, it happens, right? Yeah. It's like the present, the past, future. Like, given the exact same conditions, your mindset, there's no way you would have acted differently. It, like, it happens. Yeah, it, yeah it, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, I have like so many regrets regarding my career okay it's like all over the place and you know i can look back and think about oh there was this like one decision where i made i was like i worked for this company and i hated it hated the whole time and it completely derailed everything and i accepted it through a family friend i got this job and then like a week after i accepted it disney called me up like hey are you available it's a we have a strategy strategy position it's like six figures and in my mind i was like oh i should have done what was best for me yeah and gone and at least interviewed and maybe i would have got the job maybe i wouldn't have got the job doesn't matter but now i, I won't never know yeah, and yeah. and now my career is like completely in a different path than if i would have taken the, the disney job which is more in line with getting, you know, the reason why I got my graduate degree was to get a really good job that was strategy related, et cetera. And I didn't yeah, do yeah. it. That I just, yeah. I think about that all the time. It messes with me. But the thing is like, what did I get from working, you know, going the path that I did? Well, if I didn't do that path, would I have been married to my wife? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm. Would I have met like all these other people? Probably not. So it would have been a completely different, different life. But is it better or worse? Who the hell knows? And no one knows. I am here based upon, like you said, the decisions I made at that moment. And if given all, if I got to redo it and I only knew about all the information I knew at that time, I would probably make the same mistake again. Or not the yeah. same mistake, but the same choice again. Because I just operated on those things, that information at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that's a good point because seeing the bigger picture of like where you are now, like, would you have met your wife? You know, no, probably. I, yeah. It would. We don't know. We don't know don't what know. the other alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if like they call it, they call it, maybe in a different universe, like there's a many worlds principle. There's, there's many different universes. They, they had, they're living that reality, but we're in this yes. reality. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's all we know. Yeah. There is yeah. so. a video. Um, PBS puts out a video on YouTube. It's about space time and like all of these ideas about, of physics and stuff and there was one particular video that i don't know why but it, it brought me like a lot of calm and it was the idea that we view time linearly right from start to finish yeah and that's only the way we view it but he said that time is actually a dot and or our not time but our life is already a, uh, it's just a dot it already occurred Everything we're going to do and everything we have done is already, everything has happened already. And we just are living it right now. But that's only because our mind can only perceive time forward in a linear fashion. Right. But we're turning everything... the pages of the book, but the book yeah. has already been made. Okay. Yes. Yes. So it's yeah. already been written. And then no matter what, it, it kind of like a little depressing because there's, no matter what you do, you're always going to do the same thing. You know, if you were to live <laughs> that life again. But uh everything's already been determined so you can just live your life and just do the best you can right i think there um there's i think there's a slight caveat to that um but at the same time it's not really making a huge change is that there's quantum physics right where yeah there's a, a little bit there's a there's a unpredictability there's a level there's a level of chance in yeah. there so there's no way it's built in. It's built into nature. There's no way to know a hundred, hundred percent, like ninety nine point nine nine nine. There's not. There's no way to know for certain. But at the same time, we have no control of that. That's yeah. like that uncertainty. We we can't control that, right? Or yeah, or, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Stephen Hawking's talked about like a light cone. Like this is all the information that uh, is like. Uh, information is is, uh, is like we get information like everything inside the light cone and time I, I don't know I can't I can't explain it but basically <laughs> it, it's like that's all we'll know and ever know everything yeah. outside of it we we don't know but but right. that's this is the cone this is where we, this is the reality that we live in right um okay we can wrap it up then um yeah yeah yeah, yeah um oh maybe for another conversation but uh, have you played around with a uh, chat gpt at all or like, i have uh, the, yeah yeah i have I, I actually made it i wanted to update my resume after they told me about layoffs at my company okay, and i didn't yeah. want to go through it i was like oh what's a good like bullet point i just like 
fed it the information I wanted to feed, you know, the, the things that they captured. And it spit out a pretty good, uh, pretty good thing. So I was like, I'll, I'll put that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. And I think that's going to be speaking of like, um, you know, major changes to like our society. That's a big one. I think uh, it's only just going to get smarter. It's going to be interesting to see how this tool, uh, it, it's a tool now, but it, it might become much more than that in the future. Yeah. It could, yeah, well, it could be our therapist. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the sticking points for the WGA, right? The strikes in the oh, in Hollywood. the strikes are happening now. Yeah, 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 yeah. and they don't want on um, Chat GPT or any AI to help write scripts. So that's one of the sticking points. Well, you can't stop people, though. <laughs> you know, like you can't stop technology. Like, yeah, I, I'll be on it. Yeah. I use it for work too. Like I, you know, we're teaching like, what's a good lesson plan with these keywords, you know, or what's yeah. a good lesson plan on like, you know, the, the, the progressive form of a verb, you know, and I'll just, just, just to spark ideas. Maybe I'm stuck and I'll ask it to spark an idea for me. So I, I think it's now it's going to be interesting to see how this and your kids are, are going to be, they're going to be playing with a much higher form of this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways. Uh, anyways. So um, let's go to language corner. Yay. So Yay. language, language corner I have for today is uh, Nichi Nichi Kore Ko Jitsu. So Nichi Nichi is like my Nichi Nichi, like day, yeah. day. And then Kore is like this. Kore. Yeah. Ko is like how, uh, ski, like the character for good. Uh -huh. And jitsu means uh, today, right? Or or day. Yeah. So, nichi nichi kore ko jitsu. Every day is a good day. Enjoy every day. Uh, or yeah. another way that my wife has told me how to interpret it is like, um, well, actually, um, not my wife, but like um, this 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 obasan, this auntie lady I I go to uh zazen, I see I I sometimes see at zazen, uh, where I go practice meditation um she told she she said something how like okay she makes it a practice to look at each day of like okay i'm not gonna say this is a bad day this is a great day this is uh or i mean i'm not gonna say this is a terrible day or a bad day i'm just gonna look at each day as a as oh this day i can uh, you know is a day i can learn from a terrible yeah. day is a great day i can learn from or or, or something i had to experience right and I, 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 and she, and I think when I mentioned that to my wife, she's like, oh, she's talking about, you know, this, you right. know, kore, uh, so I was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that's something I'm trying to, uh, practice or, or, or try to be more, uh, mindful of. Yeah. But anyways, any, any words you're, you're learning or. Yeah. My kids actually introduced this, the word sus to me, but yeah. There's a oh, Sasibaka. Sasibaka. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh my yeah. gosh, where did they get from? You know, Baka is like the stupid from Jap Japanese. Right, right, right. And I thought this was like localized to like California, but I was recently in Pittsburgh and I heard some other kids say it. Sasibaka. I was like, what? <laughs> so it's a national thing. I, I'm so amazed that something like that could be spread so far, but I guess they'd use it for online gaming. Yeah. And that's yeah. Sasibaka. How did right, you learn about it? I no, I learned it from you actually. Oh, did... You you told me last podcast, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. yeah. What about Butakoya? 
Do you know Butakoya? No, what's that? Butakoya is pigsty. <laughs> Pigs die? Sty. Pigs oh, sty? den. Uh, yeah. Oh, the den. Okay. Because uh, my mom was talking to somebody and she's like, oh, that that girl, her, her apartment's like a her pigsty. I was like, what? Oh. Butakoya. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, like Nagoya Goya. The, I, like a I don't know. Place. How, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, Buta Goy. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, good talk. Good catching up, man. So yeah, let's well... uh yeah, let's do let's hang out again soon. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Cool. Peace out. I'll stop recording. Oh yeah, this is James signing off. This is Dan yeah. signing off. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Mm-hmm.